You're listening to the IFF TV podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Hello, Macdoy Irish Football Fan TV. We are here to talk about an Ireland victory, 3 0 over Scotland at the Aviva. That's more like it, Paul. How are you feeling this Monday morning? Uh, brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. What a performance. Uh, my mate turned to me at 2-0 and he said, have we actually scored two goals after 30 minutes at home? And uh, one very, very good goal at that stage in particular as well, which is which has to be said. But um, yeah, stunning. What a performance. Could have been more as well. Absolutely uh, buried them from start to finish. And you have to be happy with that. You have to be happy. What a win. And it gets some people back on side again as well. Mm, yeah, I say it is. I say it's Monday, but I could actually have said what day of the week it is because it's just been that type of weekend. I've been out enjoying myself since Saturday, so <clears throat> I'm back to normal now. Um, I suppose, yeah, looking at it, like we we did the match preview talking about this game, and we were quite down, and we were quite, you know, oh, do we really have to play it type thing? <laughs> I'm obviously glad we did now, but we were going into that very much thinking negatively the way the results have been going before that. It was a case of, you know, we'd be lucky to get out of this game with a draw. And in fairness to the manager, he came in and he made changes. He, he said he was going to make changes. We knew that because I think we did the preview after the press conference. So we knew changes were going to come in. I think some of the changes we actually had said that we wanted to see players like Malumbi coming in there um, to add that bit of freshness uh, and energy in midfield. And, and boy, did he do that. Um, but I suppose, look, I have the line up here in front of me, so uh, I'll go through it with you. We went with Kelleher and goal, which made sense to stick with him, although I did say maybe giving Travers a run might have been a good thing to do. But anyway, he went with Kelleher, and um, in fairness, that paid off. Then Duffy Egan, I thought Egan was injured, so I was very surprised with that one, and Egan captain as well. Because um, normally it's Duffy, but anyway, um, I wasn't complaining. Nathan Collins then as the third centre back. Um, and now I say the third centre back because there was a lot of confusion over this lineup. James McLean, Alan Brown came in as the wing backs. Um, then Malumbi, Cullen, and then um, Jason Knight, Michael Obafemi, and Troy Parrott up front. So that was the lineup. Um, Callum Robinson dropped to the bench, Ender Stevens dropping to the bench. Um, and uh, I think that was it in terms of dropping to the bench. But these were the, the kind of changes that we wanted to see. These were the, well, maybe not Alan Brown at right back. That was a welcome surprise because I thought he was absolutely outstanding there. Um, you know, the, the longer the game went on, he grew into the game. Even like before his goal, I thought he was doing quite well. He was keep, keeping Robertson quite quiet on that side and done his job magnificently and and showed that he can be an option there now a viable option going there now and, and he got his name or he got himself on the on the score sheet as well so you know you have to say hats off to him um, and in terms of the lineup when you saw it like were you were you surprised because if you went off the UEFA graphic it looked like a 4-3-3 with Alan Brown being a midfielder and maybe Nathan Collins being the right back but it was the same formation that everyone was just kind of giving out about but I think the fact is that we had the energy in there with the likes of Malumbi, you had Jason Knight who'll get around the pitch as well. You've Josh Cullen who'll get around the place. So you've got three really busy players, and it, then it allows the likes of Troy Parrott and Michael Obafemi to stay up top and kind of be an outlet. and And they were bringing a linking up, which I'm sure we'll come to at some some point. 
Yeah, um, I was a tiny bit surprised. I was surprised by Alan Brown at right back anyway, that's for sure. Um, but look, he was fantastic, like you said. Um, was uh, was good defensively and sure, he got the first goal as well, okay. It was on the line, basically, set up by Duffy, but he, he was there and he scored it. And that's what he's done for Preston over the years as well. Uh, in terms of the midfield, it's exactly what we said we wanted on uh, on Friday when we done the preview. Uh, Malumbi was excellent. You think he won the ball for Obafemi's goal as well, which I know a lot of the credit has to go to Obafemi, but the ball was won there as well. Um, just just more energetic. It kind of takes away from maybe the tiny bit of lack of quality that is there at times. Is that okay? You're you're still winning the ball high, and that counts as an assist as well. Malumbi was great, Jason Knight was great, Josh Cullen was great. And as you said beforehand, he ran something like 11, 11 kilometres in the game, which is stunning, you know, and that's what you need. And especially in that formation as well, like you're basically missing out on one midfielder if you think about it. So you need the boys in there to be constantly going, constantly energetic. And it, and it worked. And it, as you said as well, it gave the lads up top time up there to uh, create stuff. And that's what they did. I thought it was a brilliant performance. The best one I've seen in a long time at home. And I think it's the first competitive win at home in three years, I think they were saying. So, I mean, this is a huge one. Uh, and uh, they deserve the plaudits. And I'm delighted for Stephen Kenny as well, because he's got a bit of flack the last while. Probably, I don't know, I don't know, like, probably unheralded. But like, Brilliant, brilliant. A brilliant day, and that's what we need. We need more days like that, but again, has to be said, we have to do it again on Tuesday now. Yeah, well, I just think, you know, we were our own worst enemy at times during this game, like a couple of times playing out from the back, and I know Duffy got caught in possession a couple of times, and um, they had chances, like I have, um, you know, we... We actually started quite well because I, I remember, uh, I know Jason Knight made a foul on McTominay and that disrupted the game for about five minutes just at the very start. But um, there was a moment where Brown got the ball and he, and he turned from the right side and crossed with his left foot and I think it just went over. I think it was Troy Power's head and the keeper, Gordon, had to make a save down to his right. And that kind of got the crowd up a little bit. Um, then uh, I have there in the 10-minute good hunting down by Obafemi who was forced uh, Grant Hanley. Uh, into an error there and he looked lively at that stage and he'd done a nice little flick to Jason Knight out into left and then he gave the ball to McLean but McLean's delivery wasn't the best for that one um, and I have to say though his, his delivery on set pieces was brilliant though after that his corners and stuff like that which obviously led to the first goal um, I'm just out there um, you know in the 11th minute Scotland went down the other end and Ralston got he out muscled McLean and sent the cross across but then uh, Robertson hit a shot and it was straight at that man, Alan Brown, who was brilliant throughout the game, I thought. Um, then uh, in the 12th minute, this was the one I was, I was talking about where we were kind of, at that stage, they were coming on to us and then we did well to dig in. But in the 12th minute, uh, Keller played the ball to Duffy inside the box and he tries to play a pass. I think it's to Josh Cullen. That gets intercepted and then uh, they had a shot and luckily uh, Kelleher saved it. And they'd won then just after that with John McGinn, which wasn't far off. Um, or I think that was actually after the goal, yeah, it was. Um, but they had two really good chances that we got lucky to get away with. And, yeah, uh, well, luckily we did because, um, oh, uh, sorry, Alan Brown obviously got the, got the goal. But um, I think it was there in the 18th minute, McLean with a very good right-footed cross. And Scott McKenna takes it off. Obafemi's head out for a corner. Do you remember that one? It was just... If I, I think if it goes over the defender's head, Obafemi has a, a shot, I think he scores there, but he put it out for a corner. I think we had a series of corners after that, and then 
Uh, one of them came through, uh, McLean. He was he was whipping in really good balls uh, into the box. You know, we've been crying out for him to do a bit more of that now. In fairness, he delivered on the night or on the day even. And yeah, look, I mean, the ball across. Shane Duffy in there being a nuisance like he always is. Um, didn't have the best game in terms of being in possession, but when he was just doing his simple game of defending, I thought he did well. But when he was kind of overcomplicating it, we're trying to play out from the back. I mean, I, sometimes I see Kelleher just getting the ball, he just hoofs it. Sometimes I'd just be as well just for someone like Duffy to just hoof it instead of mm -hmm. taking too much time to try and find a pass. I think he takes an extra second too long, and sometimes gets caught on it. Um, if it's a game where we're kind of relaxed and we're not getting pressed down, then fair enough, let, let him have it. But so sometimes just, you know, safety first. But anyway, he heads the ball across. Alan Brown hits the ball in. I think it's off his groin. And uh, anyway, it went over the line. It was the most Irish goal you'll ever see uh, in recent times, unlike the last goal that we scored in this game. And uh, yeah, look, look, that got us going when we, when we went 1-0 up. I always say we look good when we go 1-0 up. We look like we want to play a bit more. And I think Scotland come on to us a bit more, which which actually suited our style of play a bit more. So that's why I think when we go a goal down, we shit ourselves because we just we lack that bit of creativity, and they they just make a low block and make it difficult for us, and we just look lost for ideas. But when teams come on to us, then we have a bit of an outlet, and I think that's when we played our best football. But anyway, Alan Brown one nil. What were your thoughts at that point? That was brilliant. Uh, I actually did because I was right up the other end, so I didn't even know it had gone in because it was kind of a bit of a muted celebration because I think people thought there might have been a foul or something or something happened, but it was a bit muted. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but um, yeah, great, great to get a goal. You take those goals, especially in international football. And uh, look, Alan Brown, I mean, he's, he's, I saw him score against Bulgaria as well. It was a similar enough goal. And even the header against Belgium, he's probably got a combined total of about 10 yards for his three goals for Ireland, which is something else. But look, he's he's been a good servant to Ireland. And you look at what he does for Preston as well. He plays in a lot of different positions there too. Takes a lot of set pieces and penalties and stuff as well. He's he's, he's a good player. Like, you know, he's a good good man to have. And like, he can play in a number of different positions. Proved that on, uh, on Saturday as well. And... Uh, yeah, fantastic. A great start and uh, couldn't really believe it because you think just before that, I think they had a chance where we lost the ball at the back. John McGinn had it. He put it wide. He probably should have put it home. It's just, it was just after that because I'm just looking there. It was in the 26th minute and we scored in the 20th. Oh, yeah. So it was literally just not long after it. And then yeah, we, yeah. Down, we, we literally go down the other end and scored it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just—I was thinking back on that. If they had a scored, then it probably would have given. It was them the one. Be, it was the one before that. There, I can't remember who took the shot. And Kelleher saved it low down. It was from Duffy's pass. But then there was another one with me game, which is probably the one you're talking about. And that's after we scored. So, yeah, we well, got like, out of jail there. Yeah, he just yeah. went past the post. Yeah, I think with the playing out from the back, I mean, you're going to have that, like, you know, like it's, it's like Man City have it the odd time. If you have a high press, which Scotland did have, you're going to lose the ball at times. And I think it's just knowing when to build a forward and when to not. Like, you don't have to do it all the time. And you don't have to play out from the back all the time either. Like, you have boys who can win headers there as well. And you have lads who can play football. Like, it's just about knowing when to do it. And I think at, from the start, Scotland were pressing. So why not just get a forward then? But look, they didn't score from it, so it doesn't matter. But uh, it, again, it's just about knowing. And uh, look, fantastic to go 1-0 up, especially in the first half. And uh, look, gave us a serious full hold from there. 
Yeah, well, I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll just jump straight into that chance from McGinn because uh, I think that was again, I think that might have been Duffy again. Um, but anyway, just I had tweeted at the time a uh, chance from McGinn as Ireland gave up possession and McGinn just strikes uh, wide uh, a lucky escape for Ireland. And then literally we went down the other end. Michael Obafemi, he's about thirty yards out. He looks like he's he's gonna kind of play it out wide right, and he literally just turns around, stops on the ball, and just puts in this perfect ball and just says to Troy Parr, here, you, just, just nod it in. That's all you have to do, literally be in the right place. Great movement from Troy Parr as well, don't forget. Mm -hmm. But the ball was just so inviting that the keeper thought, oh, maybe it could come out and claim this as well. And the defenders, it was in between them. So it, it couldn't have been a more perfect ball. And I think everybody in the stadium was just amazement that we were crying out for all this creativity. And realistically, we had it really right there but he just wasn't playing him. Now, I understand Callum Robinson had been doing brilliant for Ireland in the la um, in the last window, in the winter window and in March, and he was doing really well for us. But I think um, play the players that are in form sometimes, and they'll show you. And I think, look, Troy Parrott, since, he's, since the Lithuania game, and I say that about Nathan Collins as well, since that Lithuania game, the two of them have gone up a level, um, you know, between... Nathan Collins got player to match that game. Troy Power scored that goal and he went on to finish the season really well, scoring all sorts of top quality goals and looks like he's going to go somewhere next season and be a real threat if he doesn't stay at Spurs. So I think when you're looking at that now and you've got him in there, you've got Parrott in there, you've got Collins in there and these are all players that are stepping up to the mark and I hope that they play again tomorrow now against um, Ukraine. But like... You've players there. Now, Troy Parrott's got his fourth international goal already. I think he's he's only 20 years of age. And I think he's only going to... Like, the more he scores in games like this, like, it's going to just keep benefiting him. Because when he... I, I remember watching him before he scored any goals for Ireland and he was just devoid of any confidence. And just didn't score. But once he scored that goal against Andorra, different player altogether. And now he just looks comfortable playing the Aviva. And... I remember watching him as a young flip for the 21s and he did always look a level above and here he is scoring the goals. And I know people have been impatient with him and stuff like that, but you can't remember how how young he is as well. And and same with Obafemi, like he, he was bombed out of the team for I think three, three and a half years now. And he's come back in and as he said on his Instagram, I've arrived. So long may uh, his arrival be there, but I mean... I don't know where you were sitting in the ground, Paul, but when that goal went in and just that kind of... Mo I think everyone stopped in disbelief to say, whoa, you know, what a goal that was. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we were just behind Kelleher to the... Uh, maybe to the, the left, if you're looking down at that way of the pitch. Um, didn't realise how far out the pass was. Knew it was a good pass, but didn't realise how far out it was until watching it back after. A lovely goal. I mean, you could, you could see Wes Houlihan putting that ball through... You know, I mean, it was, it was a cracking ball, cracking pass, and Parra couldn't really miss. Like, Gordon has to commit. He has to come out. If Parra gets there first, it's a goal, and he did. Great run from him. Uh, in terms of Troy Parrott as well, you mentioned the people who were, um, who were a bit impatient with him. You think about it, last season was probably his first full season of football, really, because you think he went on loan a couple of times. He was in and out. He got injured a couple of times. He's coming back to play for the 21s. I mean, that's only every couple of months as well come back to play for Ireland as well. So last season was probably his first full season in a decent side that had a good season. We're lucky not to get promoted. But um, yeah, I mean, 
and with Obafemi too, he's arrived now. Listen, I think he arrived when he started scoring for Swansea. I know he's done it for Ireland now, but he was in and out. Obviously, there was a couple of things. They wanted him to play for 21s. He didn't, stuff like that. But look, he had a cracking game. He's got that bit of quality. He's played in the Premier League as well. He's done stuff there for Southampton. I mean, there's there's a lot to look forward to now, but we have to keep it going. Have to keep it going. Can't can't go back on this negative the negative runs again that have happened. Have to get results in the next three games in the Nations League, and then go into the qualifiers that are coming up after that in good spirits. And I think it's it's good to have options up front. I mean, you think okay, Ogbeni was injured. Robinson came on as well at the end. Like these guys have got a bit of quality and they've got goals in them. Look at their stats from this season. And there's only going to be more from that, you know. And uh, look, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Troy Parrott. Will he go back to MK Dons? Will he move to the championship? Uh, probably still be unknown. Will he, will he stay at Spurs and just be in the squad? Maybe Conte might want that because they're in Champions League as well. But uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic stuff. And we, we, we just have to be thrilled with it because it doesn't happen that often. But long may it continue. Yeah, you'd just be wondering, is Conte watching him now for Ireland and seeing that he's scoring goals at, you know, international football level, which is still a very high level, despite what people want to say about it. Like, yeah, um, you know, just the Scottish players, you know, Robertson playing the Premier League and, you know, you have players like McTominay and this and that, and he, he didn't look out of place at all. I remember him actually roasting Robertson at one stage as well. So I think, look, Conte should be looking at that and going, well, okay, look, get him in for pre-season. If he doesn't feel like he's ready... Get him a good loan to a good club where he's going to be the main man and the main striker. Um, or playing that too, kind of the way he did with uh, Obafemi. Their link up was insane. It was just so good. Like they were finding each other. They just looked like they were really enjoying playing with each other. And the way they celebrated, the thing I loved was with the goals. The way they all celebrated with each other. Um, and showed that real togetherness with them. And I love seeing that with them, especially I have my Obafemi's goal, which we will talk about. Um. But you can see it like Parrot uh, when he turns around and he sees Obafemi, he's like, you know, what a ball. And we don't see enough of that. We don't see enough of the taking the risks. I think we said that as well in, in one of the shows recently. I, I know I was definitely saying we don't have players that take risks in the final third. And that was a risky ball, but it was a risk that paid off. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think fans want to, want to see stuff like that where we are taking risks and trying to get... Like if that ball goes too high and out of play so be it but at least you're trying to do something and, and you're being positive and creative so but look I, I have to say Troy Parrott's movement for that goal was excellent as well so um, it's great to see him coming of age a bit more now and uh, it will be interesting to see whether he can uh, kick on from this at club level with Spurs but I, I wouldn't be in any hurry like to see him get into the Spurs team in fact I'd be happy enough to see him go, go on a foreign loan somewhere where he could be a good player like you, you never know there could be like a German club looking at him going do you know what we could take him for a season and uh, let him come in and it's not as intense and as physical it's more of a technical game and I think that would suit him um, but look we'll, we'll we'll wait and see anyway he's starting to show um, real signs of his potential as well um, despite not having a, a hugely influential game he still got on the score sheet he still played well and um, he constantly looked threatening and he never hid from the ball he always wanted to get on the ball and try and make something happen um, and was well able to get stuck in as well when needed and he was pinning their uh, their centre-backs in time I, I would like to see him maybe bulk up a little bit just to be able to hold people off that little bit more but again as I said he's only 20 so I maybe he's alright for now because if he bulks up he might lose that yard of pace that yard ugh, can't even speak that yard of pace to uh, to get in behind at times do you know what I mean but I just think yeah. it's quality um, 
I suppose after that then um they had or we had one chance then Nike kinda went on a, a famous driving run as he does and um he forced a corner and I think McLean whipped in another good corner and we came close with that. Then after that was kinda quiet. Uh Ryan Christie gets a yellow card for uh fouling Jason Knight on the counter attack. And again, that's why I think Jason Knight's very smart where he gets players booked um like that. Now he just ran for the sake of running into space and knew he was getting clipped and he was on his own. I think Troy Part was kind of just going to the right of him and he could have given the ball out there, but he took the foul, got the yellow card. And at that point then I felt like, okay, we know we can see this game out. We've got the game management here to see this game out. So look, half time I have Republic of Ireland 2, Scotland nil goes from Alan Brown, Troy Park, give us the lead. A bit shaky at the back at times and riding our luck, but Stephen Kenny asked for his attackers to be more ruthless in front of the goal. And they have been. Thoughts at half time. So yeah, your thoughts at half time, Paul. Did you feel like I had a feeling like if we could seed, it'll be very, very nervous. And I didn't foresee a score in the third, to be fair. So where was your head at, at that point? Uh, it, was this, it was the same. I think if, if they get a goal back quickly, then it's going to be very, very nervy. I think the lads' heads might drop a little bit. But look, they didn't. They done very well. And look, as you said, they they scored again. Basically, I think it was 51st or 53rd minute or something it was. And I mean, that, that basically killed it. But uh, yeah, at half time I was a bit nervy. Like you're always like you always have in the back of your head. Like two nil is always a dodgy lead, especially when you get two quick goals like that as well. But uh, look, Scotland looked they looked a bit knackered. To be fair, they looked like they weren't really interested. I mean, losing that playoff to Ukraine would have been very very disappointing, considering how good a campaign they had in the group as well. They would have been disappointed with that. But um, look, listen. Obviously, you have to be a bit nervy. It is Ireland. We've seen. We've been hopeful in the past and then it's gone flat. Like even you think of the last two results were so flat, but they, they were brilliant. They were fantastic. They managed the game brilliantly in the second half. And uh, yeah, I mean, still delighted, still can't really believe it's sort of that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think uh, a few people had said it like, yeah, I hope it's just not a one-off result where... It's, it's one of those. But see, when you play players that are playing in form and, and, and finish the season strongly, Whereas Robinson hadn't been playing that much. Like, I don't have a problem with Robinson playing. I, I think he's a good player and stuff like that. But he wasn't playing that much towards the end of the season. Like, if you look at when the last time he kicked the ball compared to the games that were, were kicked off there uh, last week, that's what I more mean. I think Obafemi had, had played more. Um, I think Troy Power had a playoff and stuff like that. So his season went on a, a little bit longer. So it maybe would have made more sense, excuse me, to play them. That's more what I mean. But. Look, I'm not complaining. I think the freshness was exactly what we needed. And as you said, in the 51st minute, one of, one of the best goals, if not the best goal scored at the Aviva, since it's been called the Aviva, in your opinion. Uh, I struggle to think of a goal that's been scored like that in ages. Like Andy, Andy Reid used to score crackers like that, but no one really else kind of springs to mind uh, for me as long as I've been going. Um, and it's just been so long that maybe there's a recency bias to it. That he just got the ball, as you said earlier, Malumbi with the fiery aggression and intensity that wins that ball back. Troy Parrott finds uh, Michael Obafemi, returns the assist favour on the back foot, turns, spins. I don't think he can believe the amount of space he's in. And the only thing he sees in front of him is that big goal. And he absolutely smashes it home. And the Aviva went insane at that point and it was brilliant it was absolutely bedlam 
I had my hands on my head. I was like, what am I after seeing here? Like, And it goes to show you, when you strike from distance, you know, you score. We let enough teams have uh, strikes and distance on us, and they score. And then Troy Parrott does it against Lithuania. Michael Obafemi does it against uh, the, against these. So maybe we should start shooting more often. But again, we've been crying out for, for players to start hitting more shots from around that kind of range and uh, and hitting them on target. And people are blaming the goalkeeper, this and that. But that ball was struck with such power and uh, swerve. It was just one of those, the minute he left his foot, it was like something out of FIFA, wasn't it? You know, when you hit the knuckleball and boom, you know it's in. And then the celebrations, everything just was perfect about that goal. And it made the day perfect, I felt. After that, I kind of stopped keeping track on the Twitter and stuff like that. I was still turning around to Gary and just going like, what's going on here? But when you saw that goal, because you said you were uh, behind Keller for the other goal, so you would have had a great view of that one. Yeah, I did, yeah. No, it, 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 we're right down at the front, so you can't really see how far out they are. Now, I knew it was a cracking goal, but I, I didn't realise how far out he actually was till I watched it back on RTE. But, uh, yeah, I'll say one thing. Like, right behind, I was right behind Craig Gordon. Like, there was no chance he was getting that. You knew it was over his head once it once it was hit. You know, he knew himself. And he, he even done well to even get up for it. Like, you know, it was that high. I, the fact that people are criticising him is outrageous. If, maybe they're just criticising because it wasn't exactly in the corner. But that proves it doesn't have to be. If it's a good strike and it's moving, like, that could have been going anyway. And... It, it went. It must have swerved right last minute. But there was not a chance he was getting that garden. It was an unbelievable strike. What a goal! Uh, in terms of the best goal we've seen at the Aviva, the only one I can think of really, Kevin Doyle got one against Andorra years ago, which was a cracker. But like, I, I, Shay Long against Germany might be up there just because of how important it was, maybe. And that, that is a lovely finish as well. You got to give Shane Long that too, right in the corner. But um, yeah, it's the best goal I've seen live at the Aviva. Anyway, that's for sure. And. Uh, I mean, can we, can we can we just clear one thing up before people start going off in the comments? Like, he's called the he means the best goal in the Aviva, not like Lansdowne Road was Lansdowne Road. This yeah. is now it's the called the Aviva now, so that's more what Paul means. Just in case people start going, what do you mean? Blah blah blah. It's since it's been in the since we've been playing there and it's been called the Aviva more so is what Paul means. Sorry, Paul, yeah. carry on. Yeah, no, it's, it's not about it. And uh, like I'd say as well, I was only in Lansdowne once as well. And I think they beat San Marino 5-0 that day. And there was no outstanding goals from that. Obviously, I watched some on telly that were great goals. But yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, definitely the best goal I've seen in the Aviva anyway, for, from an Ireland point of view. Uh, I think of an FAI Cup final, Michael Duffy's half volley against Rovers that time, another cracker, stuff like that. But yeah, the best goal I've seen at the Aviva anyway, that's for sure. And uh, look, one we can look back on again and again. I mean, I'm still watching it back now today and I'm saying unbelievable. But um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And uh, look, still delighted, still can't believe it. And um, look, I mean, they could have had a fourth as well. You think about that. I mean, I don't know if it was over the line or not. I couldn't really see it from where I was, but um yeah, I mean, fantastic. What a performance, what a win, and still can't get over that we've scored three goals. Yeah, well, I think, you know, after that, we're not going to go too much into the whole uh, the whole game after that, but, like, they made triple sub uh, at 57 minutes, six minutes after we scored. Like, uh, they brought on... Um, uh, who did they bring on? Sorry. Um, they brought on uh, Armstrong. They brought on a couple of others, but Christy McGinn and Jay Adams all went off. 
Uh, Stewart went on and Brown went on. That's what I have there. Uh, then in the 60th minute, because we had brought on Scott Hogan uh, for Obafemi, who actually just got injured just before that. Um, but Scott Hogan, and literally he had a head of chance that, in my opinion, we saw it on the replay at the time on uh, on the TV monitors beside us, and it looked like a, a goal to me. The, the goal was getting checked, but for some reason it wasn't given. Uh, I haven't actually seen that chance back, but um, I was just looking at that going, imagine that had went in, Scott Hogan getting his first international goal. And uh, that would have been great for him as well, unfortunately. And it would have four 0 would have maybe flattered us, I think. But anyway, I do think that um, that should have been given as a goal. But after that, we were in cruise control. They were bringing on subs. Um, it looked like they had really accepted defeat after the third goal went in. Uh, they brought Sutar on for McKenna, and then um, in the eighty-third minute, we were just making subs to just, I suppose, give the lads a bit of a. A break, Parrot came off, Malumbi came off in the 83rd minute, Robinson and Hendrick came on, and then it was full time. A statement win for the boys in green. Stephen Kenny was forced to freshen things up, and boy did he do that. Three goals and a clean sheet, a great performance, exactly what everyone wanted to see. On to Ukraine next. And that's the way we were all coming out of the Aviva then at that stage, and just going, you know, absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, we wanted to see a win. Everyone was buzzing, and it was funny because... Everyone was kicking off with us in the comments on um, last week saying, oh, how can you not be saying Kenny deserves to have his job? It was like, we'll, we'll assess the managerial situation after the four games. When you got four games in a quick succession, what's the point in talking about a manager being sacked in between the four games? Because it's just not going to happen. If anything was going to happen, he'd be sacked after the four games. But the fact is, he's got this win in between it, and there's a statement win. Look, there was a couple of inconsistencies with the first two games um, in terms of results. But if we can if we can get a win or a draw away to Ukraine, I'd be happy enough with that because it's obviously going to be their first their full strength team out. We're missing Duffy and Egan now because they're uh, Duffy's suspended and Egan's got family reasons why he's not there. Jimmy Dunn's come into the squad, so I I, I think we're a bit weaker this time around playing them. Obafemi came off injured, but he said he's all right. It's just a niggle, he said. So let's see uh, how we're going to shape up in that. But I just think that. It's uh, it, it's it's quite positive moving forward now that we have players that come in and they can show a performance like that. And I know, look, we're going into the Ukraine game, maybe a bit lighter than we were going, you know, but maybe Malumbi and stuff like that can get in, match the energy. I think Cullen will play again, uh, but Cullen needs to be careful because if he gets another yellow, he is uh, he's on a booking away from getting suspended. So you wonder if uh, if he'll be risked. Do you know what I mean? Um, will Hendrick come back in for him? I don't know. but Or uh, Howran. Howran actually came on as well. I probably missed saying that. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what way the defence is picked. You know, does uh, someone said there, you know, does Dara Lenehan come in there? And does he get a chance? Uh, Dara O'Shea as well. Nathan Collins, you know, he'll be the first name in the team sheet in terms of the centre-backs. But uh, it's just a, a matter of who plays beside him. Dara O'Shea's never let us down. Looks, you know, I've said he's on par with Johnny Egan, and I think he'll come in and be like for like. It's just then, does David Lenehan come in and be like Shane Duffy? You keep jumping out there, your internet keeps going, but uh, Sorry, back there, don't worry. No, you're all good. Um, that's the the, the beauty of live TV, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm looking at it and uh, it's it's at that where where do we go with our defense now in in the next game, but. 
the three nil gives hope to a lot of people. I just hope it's if we get beat now on on tomorrow that people aren't going, oh, three defeats out of four, blah blah blah. But in reality, some of our players aren't playing. Do you know what I mean? And I appreciate it's a squad game and you have to kind of you have to play with what you have and that that is fair enough. But at the same time, if we go out and get a result, maybe if we take the lead. Uh, and we can play well from there. That's what I'd like to see. But it will be interesting to see what way we line up and what way uh, we, we attack the game. Because obviously we need to make up for last week's game at the Aviva. And hopefully we can get them. You know, they'll probably be tired after a long season and the heartbreak of not really getting into the uh, the World Cup after losing to Wales. So they're a good side. I'm not taking it. I think they're the best side in the whole group. So it will be tough and they're going to have the full strength team out. So I just think we have to be realistic at the same time as uh, being optimistic coming off a win as uh, you know that's all well and good but we just do we need to be careful too especially when we're missing big players Seamus is out uh John Egan's out and Shane Duffy's out and all three of them would be Stephen Kenny's first choice as captain if he had any of them fit like yeah definitely I think uh it's, look there's going to be changes it's going to be different but uh just have to try to try give the same performance again. I mean, it's the last game of the season for everyone. I I think before a couple of weeks off for preseason, just give your all. Try replicate performance on Saturday. Um, as you mentioned, they're they're the best team in the group. They are. They're they're actually better than I thought they were as well. Because if their second team are that good, their first team will be. You know, we've seen them. We know a couple of their players. I mean, Zinchenko looks a different player when he plays to Ukraine, in my opinion. Um. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to them, fair play. But um, look, it's important to end on a positive note. Even if we lose, a good performance. But look, we shall see tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see the team line up. Uh, Jimmy Dunn has played a lot for QPR this year. He'll be coming in. Uh, that you have Darrow Shane, Darrell Lennon as well. He'll probably he'll probably try to do the back three again. Uh, Collins will definitely be there anyway. That's for sure. But um, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to another game. Coming off that, it's it's probably better to play as fast again, as fast as possible again. So, hopefully, they can end the season on a high with a good performance and a good result. Hopefully. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh, Gary is here uh, over in uh, Poland. He flew this morning. Jerry's over there as well, and so is David. So uh, we've plenty of people representing IFF TV. I was meant to go. I know I can't, and my flights were booked and everything like that. Um, so I was raging that I've missed that. Now that would have been a nice little summer holiday for me. But mm-hmm. I will be doing a watch along on uh, our channel. So if you want to come along and join us on that, if you're not going to the game, and uh, yeah, three uh, 0 win, life's good till tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's just enjoy the positivity for now, and let's just enjoy the win. And go back and just watch the goals on repeat if you want to cheer yourself up. If you're not happy this Monday, I, I know most of us are. But if you're not, just go back and watch the goals on repeat. Just just cheer yourself right up. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's see how we get on. Um, if you're new to the channel, um, don't forget to subscribe. Like the video as well if you don't mind. I mean, why wouldn't you like it? We won 3-0. Um, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe, as I said. And uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just... I'm so happy I don't even know what to be saying anymore. But uh, we're going to let you go. Huge thanks to Paul for joining me. And we'll speak to you all soon. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paul. The IFF TV Podcast, presented by Paul Nealon. Like, rate, and subscribe.